0: time show with Omar Adouri. On, oh, on, oh, 95, 95, 95, This is the half-time show with Omar Adouri. On, oh, on, oh, 95. 95. <laughs> Salaam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury on Pulse95 Radio in the heart of Sharjah. I am delighted to have my guest on the show. A rugby player, a coach, and just a legend in the game. He's been in the game for a while. Zion Affiliate, welcome to the show, my man.
1: Thank you, my man. Appreciate you.
0: Listen, uh, w- we go way back. And uh, obviously, I'm a fan of yours as well as a brother of yours. So I am biased regardless. But to these guys over here, They are listening to you for the first time in the UAE, which, by the way, you need to come and visit. Just putting it out there on live radio. Um, I got you. Zion, to you, man, when did you get into fitness?
1: Yeah, good question, man. Um, For me, man, to be quite honest, I've always been surrounded by fitness. Like, as far as I can remember, man, like, when I was able to start running, my dad... My dad put me into rugby straight away, and I hated it. I hated it because I think it was too rough for me, you know, as a five-year-old. And um, yeah, over the years, you, you, you learn about it, but um, you know, I've always been surrounded by by fitness. Um, at the age of eight, I grew up as a kickboxer boxer, and all the way up through high school. And then, you know, I think in terms of like, getting into fitness, I think specifically was when I was like 15 when I got really serious into rugby and um, my brother-in-law Andrew who you've met uh, in France uh, used to take me to the gym with him and that's kind of like where I've like learned the the foundation of of lifting weights
0: mm. that's interesting you say that because you know uh, genetically you guys are just built different <laughs> <laughs> when you tell me that at the age of 15 you started lifting weights or you're six foot by then <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what man i'm i don't know what happened to me because like i've got two older brothers who are just like mountains man and uh and then there's me who look like this skinny twig and uh a lot of people don't don't believe that because you know the size that i am now but the size that I was like when I was 15, man, I was like maybe like a I don't want to say this, but like an Ethiopian, man. I was like really, 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 really skinny, man. I had like ribs and then, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that has always marked you as a top coach and a top trainer is your evolution in fitness and the fact you can adapt to fitness. So this is the best time to ask you this question now. What is fitness for you?
1: Yeah, fitness is such a broad term, man, but for me right now, at this moment, because I think my my term of fitness changes as as the seasons go on, but for me right now, just off top of the dome, I think living a healthy, balanced, you know, or having a healthy, balanced mind, body and soul. Um, have the ability to be able to move freely with no reservation or limitation and be able to do the movements that you're able to do whenever you want and having the ability to maximize your own potential and helping others maximize their full potential. So I think for me right now, at the top of the dome, that's kind of like where I stand within this, just in my opinion. But as I mentioned, like it changes as the seasons go.
0: Fantastic! And one of the other things that still kept you relevant in the game now, and I see your training sessions on Instagram, and we'll put your Instagram handle at the end so people can see what I'm talking I about. Appreciate that. But what is your why? Why do you still do what you do at the highest level?
1: I love it, man. It's it's just a uh, it's just my passion. I've always been surrounded by fitness. It's um, I I, I just love helping others. I mean when I got into the game it was never about the money money never motivated me man it was uh it was always about the person and if they were able to leave with a smile on their face I knew I'd do my job and that to me is worth more than any type of you know currency so seeing people achieve their goals and succeed and um you know building that relationship with people is, is it's such an important kind of concept to me when it comes to uh to my why, if it's uh you know in terms of fitness. Top,
0: top answer. And that was just this first segment here on the halftime show on Pulse 95 Radio. We'll take a quick break and when we get back, we're diving into more with Zion Phile on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse Ninety Five. This is the halftime show with Omar Abouri. 95 95. 95 95 This is the halftime show with Omar S- Abdulri on 9095 o- 95, 95. 95. 95. Salaam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al If you did miss the show and you're kicking yourself for missing the show, don't worry, you can catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you prefer a podcast or if you prefer a visual, head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio. You get to see these amazing guests like this guy right here. Zion Afila is in the building. Zion, welcome back, man.
1: Thank you, my brother.
0: Zayan, listen, um, one of the things I remember sitting down and we're going to paint this picture to the audience right now Sitting down at the gym In the sauna <laughs> You and I talking about aspirations, right? And you said to me Man, I want to make it as a pro rugby player And we were talking about and And you were always a rugby player So I knew that I could tell by the way you trained But... You went through a lot to achieve that. Can you tell me more about a process of you actually becoming a professional rugby player?
1: Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, a lot of hard work, dedication, went into the craft of like, you know, learning the skills of rugby, but being in, I guess, in teams where I was always surrounded by quality coaches and, and quality athletes, who I've always done this as a, as a you know, as my career went on. I always surrounded myself with those those athletes so I can learn from them and, and took the best out of them. But um, I've always just loved the sport of rugby. So my passion to play rugby was always to be, to, just to make it to the top. And I did anything and everything to try and achieve that.
0: Why rugby? You could have played any sport. I've seen you. I've seen you train. I've seen you compete. You could have played any sport. Why rugby?
1: That's all we knew. It was, it was, it's the only sport that we knew back then growing up. My dad loved it. My, my brothers played it. My brothers played at a pretty high level as well. And it was kind of just in our roots. You know what I mean? It's, it's just in our genetics to, to play a sport um, as such as rugby just because it's, um, it's, it's just so in our culture.
0: You say we... You say culture, you say roots. For me, when I when I look at Zion, I see so many different people, backgrounds, color, <clears throat> culture, race, religion, spirit, everything. I I see all that through you. Can you tell me more about all those different influences and how it's kind of shaped you as a rugby player?
1: Yeah, in the the Polynesian culture, in the the Samoan culture, you know, the religious belief is is a big part of our, our, you know, as as our culture. But um, being surrounded by those types of religions and and people, you know, I just, I learned from them. and And it molded me to the person that I am today because I appreciate all of those people that I were teammates with or colleagues with. And... And gave me a better understanding of who they were as a person. So then I was able to conduct myself, you know, properly around them.
0: Achievement-wise, you've achieved a lot in the game. What stands out to you?
1: Oh, man, when you look back. um, Achievement-wise, in terms of rugby, you know, I was able to play for my parents' home country. Uh, Samoa 2004 and 2005. I represented the Polynesian team in the World Cup tournament in Italy. And then I represented the Polynesian team in France. So to be able to, you know, represent my culture in in, in the sport of rugby, you know, it was, was a great achievement. To be able to play the sport that I love in a, in another country, England and France, and then coming to Canada and then ended up playing for Team Canada, you know, was just still just just showed that I still, you know, had a little bit of juice left after I retired from from being in Europe. Because when I came to when I came to, to Canada, you know, after I retired from France, I fell back into the fitness industry, you know, fell back on my degree, didn't play for three and a half years. And then I ended up being a strength coach for a local rugby team here. And then ended up playing for their team. And then you know, ended up winning the championship there, got selected to play for the, you know, regional team, got play of the tournaments for that regional team. And then because of that, I was selected to play for Team Canada. Wow. And then that was all, that was all in the span of like five months. And then, so having having not played for three and a half years, to come back and play to make the national team and within five months, you know, made me feel like, oh, maybe I still had a little, little bit of juice left. So then, um... I ended up playing for another three years, <laughs> but but for me, like I'm 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 constantly retiring. Every year, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not going to play anymore. And then, you know, someone will call me up and be like, hey, we're short with players, can you help out? And I'm like, no, but I'm already driving to them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that Tom Brady then, uh, factor.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just uh, it's hard for me to say no. You know, to, when you're being in the in the game for so long. Mm. You know what I mean? That's just hard to say goodbye. But now, when someone says, "You know, can you play?" My bones break. So I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm good on this side. Of, on, on this side of the, the the field.
0: Yeah, I have to. I have to also confess something to all <clears> those <throat> listeners um, on the halftime show. The only rugby match I've ever been to, and I've ever supported, even on TV, is watching Zion play. And that was in, um, <laughs> yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Albitois, in France. Yeah, France. And um, that's the only rugby game I've ever been to. And it's the only rugby game I've ever supported anyone. And that was you. And it was one heck of an experience, I have to say. You know, do you remember man, that time? that means
1: time? a lot. Yeah, that means a lot, man. It, w- it was great to have. First of all, let's just take it back before you came to that game. But it was like more so the the surprise that you gave me at the airport, you know we have a we have a mutual friend, you know, Inca Inka. who who uh, you know got in touch with us and said that she wanted to come over and visit, but she didn't say that you were gonna she was bringing a bringing a guest with her. So then when I came out to the airport to pick her up, man, I think I got that photo of that that surprise. <laughs> my my face was just like just so in shock. But when you came out, man. Oh, that was that was the the icing on the cake, and then for you to cut, for you guys to be there uh, to watch me play, oh man, meant meant a lot. Because you guys were there the same weekend. My my sister and her, and her husband came from Australia uh, to watch to watch me play. So you know to have to have family there, oh, man, it just it just it just motivated me even more.
0: Yeah, you absolutely killed it. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put that photo in the episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Probably yeah. not the photos afterwards With the police But I'll put that photo <laughs> <laughs> Oh man That was a classic And on that note We're going to take a quick break <laughs> <And> When <laughs> we come back We're going to have- yeah. continue This incredible interview With the man himself Zayed Abile Here on the Halftime Show On Pulse 95 Radio This is the Halftime Show With Omar Pulse <laughs> on, 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 on. 95 95 this is the Halftime Show with Omar and Adouri. On, 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 on 95. 95. 95. It's time. and welcome back to the Halftime Show. We're having a good time here. I'm here with my, my brother, my friend, the athlete, the coach, the rugby player, um, man. The, the the talented Zainafile is here on the show. We, we spoke about him getting into fitness him getting into rugby what is his why if you did miss the show check out the segments earlier on the Halftime Show Uh, Zain I want to talk to you about challenges now a lot of people always they, they talk about success and they kind of skip out the juice part and that is the part where people don't see talk to me about the kind of challenges you faced and how did you tackle them
1: I heard this I heard this quote, well not this quote, but I heard a a ex-Marine um, on Instagram talking about what he used to do when he faced challenges. And excuse my language when I say this, but he said the fastest way to eat a <laughs> sandwich is to eat it straight away. And that that's so funny because that put it, put it into perspective of how I've always thought, you know, previous to me watching that. But I've always tried to just face it because if I, if I procrastinate and just keep putting it off, keeping off, and then it builds and builds and builds, it's just gonna, it's just gonna stress me even more. So usually, what I do is try and try and attack it straight away. And if it doesn't, if, if I fail, I fail, and then I'll get up and I'll, and I'll try it again, and I'll just keep trying until you know I get it right.
0: And have you always had that kind of mentality, or is that something you kind of developed recently?
1: Uh. I've always had the mentality, but I've kind of only gone with it more just recently.
0: And, and with that, you've, you've said that, you know, to avoid procrastination and things like that, you've kind of had to just kind of get through it. <clears throat> but how do you reset?
1: So every Sunday for me is my reset day. And there's a mountain over in, in Canada, just in Vancouver called The, the Gross Grind, And it's just under four Ks, but it's like a steep, steep mountain. And every Sundays during the summer, me and a, and a couple of dads here, will go do it every morning. So we'll leave here at like six o'clock in the morning, try and be above, on the mountain by seven. And we climb this mountain, right? And the whole time when I'm climbing this mountain, I'm talking myself out of this I'm trying to talk myself out of this and I'm and I'm saying why did I wake up at six o'clock to come onto this mountain to destroy myself you know but for me when I go and do this a lot of people do this mountain because they want to lose weight and, and all that sort of stuff and build up their conditioning and whatnot but for me when I go and do this I do this to to strengthen up my mind because there's nothing more challenging to the, to my mental than this mountain so Every morning on Sundays, I'll get out of the city, get out of the pollution, get into the mountains, get into some fresh air, get into some nature, and I'll walk this and I'll be talking myself out of this the whole time. And there's four quarters to it. And so I call it the the four quarters of slaughter. And you're climbing up. And when you get to the first quarter, you're like, man, this is only the first quarter. And then you get up to the, the halfway and you're like, I can't believe I'm only halfway. And you're like constantly talking yourself out going, you know, it's not too late to, to back out. It's not too late to back out. And then once you get a little bit higher a little bit higher, and then you get to the very top, man, you feel so accomplished. You, you know, I, I feel like I achieved something, especially early in the morning, Accumulated accumulated a win. But my mind is now reset because when I now take on my work week or my family week, I can now take it with an approach of like a calm mind, with a calm mind. Right, because before when I would never challenge myself or challenge my mentor, if something came up, I'll react to it, I'll, I'll blow up on it, or I'll, I'll have some sort of like negative vibe to, or energy towards it. So now when I when I do this every Sunday, it resets my whole week. And, you know, it's just therapy for me. And then, you know, I come home, it's, it's still early and, I could actually just get on with my day, get on with my week and set my week up after I've come home from the mountain. If that, yeah.
0: That's, yes, you know what, it, I was visualizing you doing that and the way that you are. And I have to say that from knowing you from, <clears throat> for a while back, even when you did have anxiety, it was hard for us to believe you did because you carried, because of your 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 aura, your energy, has always been positive so when i ask you these questions it's good to see a different side of you because it never appeared from the outside that you faced that although everyone faces that and everyone goes through these things do you have certain things that you do to eliminate like anxiety and 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 how do you embrace it if that makes sense
1: yeah just just going back to that that quote i was saying you know just just you know Sandwich straight away and and for me when i when i train that's where i like i honestly solve my problems when i train you know i've got to be in the gym that's why when we were you know coming up as trainers we were always training right but yes we wanted to you know be athletic and you know build muscle and speed and all that jazz but you know i was still having demons that i was trying to battle too because i still needed to, to make it through to the next stages of rugby to make sure that I can, you know, if I was going to get selected or not. Because when I went to, so, I was supposed to, when I met, wife, I met my wife traveling, and then I was supposed to go straight to France and play. But because I met my wife traveling, I came to Canada, and I was only supposed to come here for two weeks. And then I missed my whole season. And the team that, that signed me, Obviously, you can you can imagine that how how angry they were, right? And then because I did that, it kind of put me at the at the bottom again. Mm. So then, when I came back to Europe, I had to like you know try out, play, you know, earn my respect back into into playing again. So then, when I was playing in England, when I got selected to go play for the Polynesian team. Uh, um, in, in Italy. So then when I was in Italy, played that tournament, and then I got player of the tournament there, and then there was French Scouts there. So they asked me if I were able to come over to France the following week to, to play for the Polynesian team there. So from Italy, came back to, came back to the UK, and then flew back to uh, France the, the following week. Played in the tournament there, and then the, the the coaches were like, "Don't we know you? Didn't we? Didn't we sign you and whatnot?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah." Anyways, so <laughs> I ended up. So I ended. They ended up giving me a contract, and I ended up coming back to France and and playing in France. But I came back to so when I when they they did my assessment and did all you know my fitness assessment and whatnot. I was actually a little bit too heavy, and they said, "I need you to drop." You know, get down to from 96 to 92 kilos within like a week. So then, when we were working at VA, because I was teaching spin, man, you can imagine <laughs> when I was teaching spin, I was <laughs> I was teaching it like so so yeah. aggressively because I was just I needed to I needed to drop my weight down and I, and I needed to make sure that when I go back that I was hitting these requirements that that the team needed me, but. You know, just making a long story short. You know, I had to make sure that when I was training, that I was training to get back on this team because if I didn't get back on this team, then it was me coming back to Australia. And and for me, I wasn't going back to Australia. And then, uh, yeah, and then the rest is history, right? I ended up staying in Europe for like four years, and then and then moved to Canada.
0: Amazing. And for those that don't know, by the probably still is and as you said he's still playing whenever they tell him not to um, one of the most <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> one of the most phenomenal athletes I've ever worked with um, is Zion and and, I'm, and I say that honestly with my hand on my heart because I, I, I got wow. to watch someone like that at the gym every day which actually enhanced my training Because of this guy. So when he says these things, put it into context of the different levels in the game. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And then once we get back, we've got our final segment. I can't believe it's almost full time on the halftime show. Hey, Um, we're jamming here. Me and Zion, we're having a good time. So make sure you tune in for the last segment on the show right after the break.
1: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the halftime show podcast.
0: Show with Omar and welcome to the halftime show. One of the best things about being a host on the show is you get to invite some of the best people, and I mean the best people from around the world. And this guy right here, honestly. Just make I told you last week, guys I punch above my weight Well, listen I'm punching <laughs> It's dying I feel it. in the building Zion uh, Welcome to the show, man
1: Man You really know how to juice me up, man huh? that's, <laughs> that's Man You always You always do this You do this all the time, man You just get on here Even if we're on the On the conversation On the phone, man You just You just know how to juice me up
0: and listen, I speak facts, and, uh, and I met word <laughs> I met everyone. I said actually before we before we came onto the break, you know, um, the thing is with me and Zion is we normally are joking twenty four seven. It's 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 hardly it's hardly serious. We can be serious, but it's hardly serious. The fact he he hasn't sworn once on the show <laughs> is great and the other thing
1: I know I'm um, terrible man I'm sorry no no the the
0: other thing is I genuinely meant everything I said um, about about you and and I'm just lucky enough to be able to put it on this platform uh, for everyone else to see so we can always look back on the YouTube uh, episode between us and and that would have been the first time you would have done something like this and also the UAE to see what they're missing out on when I talk about Zion because hopefully when he does come out to the UAE and I say that because I'm trying to manifest it he will be able to meet you guys, and you guys can ask him in real um, what you know what he's up to these days. But I'll tell you something, Zan. Um, you got a lot of things going on, obviously, and you've done so much, you know, in in the game. Where can we follow you at the moment? Are you active on social media? You know, what are you up to these days?
1: Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram at Samoan Strength Coach. I post up a lot of my my videos, you know, tips and and training training tips and whatnot uh, on that platform I am on Facebook you can look for me at uh, Azara Um that's really where I'm at with the, with the social media platform also if you guys are looking for like clothing merch
0: yo I wanted to ask you hold on hold on wait wait <laughs> that hoodie that. one second one second that hoodie yeah? I need to buy that hoodie <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys, one. Tell me now. one send, I'm sending. I'm sending one right now. You know, I got to support the business. So, where can yep. I get that hoodie? You can go to HolyMacAthletics.com There's
0: a Holy website on that. Yep. Okay.
1: And I'll, I'll put. That, I'll put that in my Instagram link.
0: Okay. I also great.
1: have an Instagram Holy Mac Athletics page where we post up all our people who who support the brand. Yeah. So then, if you support the brand, if you wear the brand. Take a photo of yourself, send it to us, and then we'll repost it on our page. So then the whole world gets to see you wearing the Holy Mac Athletic swag. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll be praising you and jumping up and down for you. Tell me, I
0: remember you being at the gym and when you were happy, you were saying Mm -hmm. it. When you were angry, you were saying it. When you were joking, (laughs) you were saying it. I always used to hear, holy Mac. (laughs) Where does that come from?
1: man this has been this has been like a family saying since I was you know could could talk my dad used to say it. my dad would always say you if it was good bad you know it was always the same because we were you know we weren't allowed to swear yeah so he would always say holy Mac and then if I go back home now all of my nieces and nephews are all, all saying it as well so then when I came up when I was you know Trying to branch out on my own and trying to find a, a a gym name you know man i was going through a list it was probably like two thousand names but it just it just seemed corny and just wasn't me right so there was like one day i was just sitting at the table and i was just getting frustrated like because i was going through so many names and i was like holy mac and i was like <laughs> what and it's like a light bulb just like you know went off and i was like holy mac and then yes, yeah, so and then that's that's where i kind of Came into and then it uh, it stuck and you know when when I when I brought up the the brand as well I wanted to bring up the merch before I opened up my own gym mm. so then when you so then um, when I when I released the when I released the 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 swag back in 2015 it man it just it just went off the shelves. And and it was and it was awesome, man. Because it was, it was all the people in my local area. So everyone in my local community was just was on there, and they were just they showed love and supported it, and um, just you know seeing this name that came from my family, you know, spread. It's it's just awesome to see. I get I get random texts from people sending pictures of somebody like. Pumping gas with a Holy Mac shirt, or walking out of McDonald's with a Holy Mac shirt, and I'm like, man, that's kind of stalkerish, isn't it? What are you to me? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, but it's it's awesome. It's it's great to see. So then now when I open up now that I've got my own clinic, people understand the brand, mm. right? And and the beauty of social media because I put the brand out, and then people are like, oh, what's this Holy Mac? And then they look look for me on on social media and then they see, you know, my training or training that I do with my athletes or with my clients or whatnot, they get to learn about who I am and just like the authentic, you know, person as well that's behind the brand, Mm -hmm. right? So then when I opened this, man, it just, you know, the gym, man, my phone just blew up. Our our lines just blew up because everyone just wanted to get in. So, which was a great problem to have and, and you know, I'm appreciative of of everyone that stood behind me and supported me all all this way.
0: Fully deserved, my man. And uh, thank you for making an appearance on the Halftime Show, man. Honestly, uh, you would have thought you would have done this before after the first segment. (laughs) Come on, tell me. (laughs) Wait, wait.
1: Before we leave, I've been wanting to get this off my chest, man, because I I kind of feel bad like from the last 15, 20 years, but I wanted to get this off my chest. I want to say sorry every time we trained and I was eating a cheese salmon bagel while you while you were on Ramadan, I am I am so sorry that No you're not. Uh, <laughs> when I would finish one, when I when I would finish one and chew at the same time when we were like when we we're benching, and then when I when I when I finished this, I pulled out another one and started eating the next <laughs> <new> sandwich. <laughs> so I wanted to to say that for so long, but thank you for giving me the platform to apologize openly to your your audience. You're
0: going to be getting so much mail. I hope
1: you you forgive me. I hope you forgive me. I hope you forgive me.
0: I do forgive you. I do forgive you. And and, uh, (laughs) thank you for the experiences, my man. If anything, this is one episode we are going to look back on in years to come and uh and 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 joke about because it was something that i as a host got a chance to interview you as a coach and it was um really really fulfilling so thank you very much
1: thank you so much man thank you for having me on and i appreciate everything you do continue to you know spread your love and light on everybody and it's it's awesome to see like for me to watch you shine Man, it's it's amazing. It's it's motivating to me because now it makes me want to go hard even more. So for me to you know watch you because we will both come up at the same time, and to see you you know over where you are in Dubai you know just doing amazing things, man. Um, keep keep doing the keep up the great work. You're doing Thank great you. things, and it's always love. It's always love from me. You Thank know you. that. Thank and uh, I hope you I hope your light continues to shine, my brother.
0: Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, 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 oh. 95, 95.